Amen. We'll start off with a nugget. The God behind you. The God behind you is stronger than the enemy in front of you. The God behind you is stronger than the enemy in front of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We praise you, Lord, once again, that as we look to your word, we can rejoice, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that through your word, Father God, we get on fire, Father God, and do those things that you've called us to do in Jesus' name. Glory to God. The words we speak are building blocks to our lives now and for the future. What you believe and speak affects your life and even your body. Words can become blessings or cursings. Thus, we need a deeper understanding of God and the desire to submit to him and obey him. Um, we looked at Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. That will, that we'll look at it again today. Uh, this is why that Romans, ch Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 is so vital, it gives us the recipe for honor, respect, upholding, and implementing the things of God into our lives. And we'll read Romans 12, verses 1 and 2 from the King James. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And we want to have a perfect will of God as we, uh, you know, look to his word. Um, if we have God's perfect understanding, we be more than conquerors in this life. Okay, God's holy word is greater than all the words that men have spoken. Uh, men's w words are weak compared to God's word. Um, there isn't anything like the life, the love, and the power and the greatness of the Spirit of God in His Word. The Spirit of God is going to set you free. So, since we're in the New Testament, let's go to the book of Luke. That's the book of Luke, and we're going to go to the fourth chapter. That's Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of God is in his word. The spirit is in the word. Luke 4, verse 4, And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. A individual or a man that lives by every word of God has the elements to true life. And we're going to look at true life in a moment here. 
Now, let's go to the Old Testament, and you'll find the book of Ezekiel. That's the book of Ezekiel, and we want to go to the 12th chapter of Ezekiel. Again, we're just looking at the Word and finding out what it can and will accomplish in our lives. That's we're looking at looking for Ezekiel chapter 12. And just about the end of that chapter, Ezekiel chapter 12, we're looking at verse 25. God God is speaking, for I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged in your days. Amen. O rebellious house, I will say the word and I will perform it, says the Lord God. I will speak the word and it shall come to pass. In other words, glory to God. When God speaks the word, it comes to pass. There's no hassle about it. So we should never doubt what God's word tells us. Amen. Uh, he's the Lord. He's the creator. And he, just like with one of the songs we, we were singing, he's, he created everything. He's above everything. Glory to God. So we should never doubt what he is saying to us in his word or through his spirit. Amen. God's greatness has no limits. Amen. God's greatness has no limits. Think about it. There's no limit to what God can do. So why do we struggle to believe him? Why do we struggle to believe him? Uh, the main reason is, or possibly the main reason is, uh, we live in the five physical senses, and we cannot see God with our natural senses. Our physical senses must work in harmony with the spiritual sense. This is where Romans 12, 1 and 2 tells us we need to line up with God's word. And God's word is spirit and life. Glory to God. Let's now go to the book of John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And we will see something here. John chapter 4, verse 24. From the King James first. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. From the Amplified, it reads, God is a spirit, a spiritual being, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, or the reality of it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Word will do mighty things in our lives. So let's go to the book of Genesis, oh, pardon me, not Genesis, Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. I know we're running real quick here, but Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, looking at or beginning with verse 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking, provoking one another, envying one another. 
Amen. Amen. Galatians 5. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And since we're there, let's see what Hebrews tells us. Hebrews chapter 10. That's Hebrews chapter 10. And looking at verse 38. Hebrews 10.38 tells us, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. So we need to be in the Spirit. We need to have faith operating in our lives. Um, we need to learn to do and receive much from the Lord. Uh, as we hear from the Lord, the blessings shall flow out from Him to you as you follow through on the Word. Again, God is greater than all the powers of the world and all the powers of darkness. Glory to God. John chapter 8. I know you're jumping, I'm jumping around, but we're getting just uh, an inkling here. John chapter 8. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 8. Looking at verse 12. Jesus is speaking. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. There's life in God's word. If we got that word in us, we have life. Amen. Jumping up and down. You're not, you're not dead. That's right. Amen. That light, there's nothing greater that compares to the gospel light. Right. Amen. Amen. God's light shines into the darkest corners of the earth to penetrate the darkest night, giving light to the loss. Think about it. When you were, you were out there in sin, you needed some light. And once you got that light, that light's in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the Lord can deliver anybody from any darkness. Glory to God. His light pierces the darkness. Um, Mike did a good illustration Wednesday. He says, okay, you're in a, in a room right here. And there's all light, and all of a sudden, right in a little spot, there's darkness. No, darkness can't come into light. But light, if we turn on the, off the lights here and it was dark, you hit that switch, light comes and darkness flees. So if we have that light within us, the enemy is going to flee. We need to know that that greatness is within us. Glory to God. So don't look to yourself or other people. Look to him, the Lord Jesus. Amen. We need to behold his greatness. Amen. Behold his power and behold his righteousness. It's given to us. Behold his wonderful everlasting love. A love that will never fade away or die out. Glory to God. No, let's go. Since we're there in John, let's go to John chapter 10. I know we're, you weren't going to head for this one. John chapter 10, verse 10. 
We'll read the whole thing on verse 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. Then Jesus says, I come that they might have life and that they ha may have it more abundantly. Glory to God. I like it from the Amplified. The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I came that they might have and enjoy life Amen. and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. Glory to God. Amen. What did Jesus come to give us? Life. And what did he bring down from heaven? Life. That which Adam and Eve lost in the garden, that life, Jesus now has given us that life. Amen. Glory to God. And when we have that life, we have his favor upon ourselves. Amen. Glory to God. So don't let the uh, devil harass you. Uh, don't, if you're, if you're hard, having a hard time sleeping, don't count sheep. Count your blessings. And if you're counting your blessings, surely the devil's going to say, let him sleep, let him sleep. Right? Okay, let's go all the way back to the end of the, your Bible and to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John. 1 John chapter 4, looking at verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We need to decide on what the word is, is, is if the word is true or not. And if it's true, we have the living God within us. Glory to God. But unfortunately, too many Christians uh, doubt. And doubting is dub being double-minded. Um, there can be no doubt or compromise when it comes to God. He doesn't want you to doubt one moment and then believe the next. He wants you to be, to be a believer all the time. Amen. He's greater than all. Any conceivable power, his eternal promises towards us have power. His greatness has power. Amen. Every promise in the book, his book, the Bible, is yours. Every chapter, every verse, every line. When you see his promises by faith, your heart cries out, yes! Greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. His promises are been given to me. Yes, amen. Glory to God. Claim the promises. His life is in every promise. Yes, amen. His life, his power is in every promise. Whoa. Every promise of God has direction, power, and faith. When we became born again, according to John chapter 3, verse 3, God is right there with us. 
living, dwelling, and aboding in you, within us. We need to recognize him. Amen. You recognize around, people around about you. Look around you. Do you recognize everybody? Have you seen that individual? You recognize them. You know, that's, that's Mike. There's Laurel. There's Paul. Holly. You know, you know everybody around you. We need to know the Holy Spirit the same way. Amen. Amen. Recognize him. He is the great I am. Amen. Living in you. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 this time. 2 Corinthians. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. His word sets you free. Yes, amen. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Oh. Verse 9. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. From the Amplified. He said unto me, My grace, my favor, and my loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any danger enables you to, be a, to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect, fully and completed, and shows themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will, therefore I will all be more glad, glad glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of the Christ, the Messiah, may rest, yes, pitch his tent over you and dwell upon you or upon me. Glory to God. Amen. His grace is sufficient. Amen. The word sufficient means more than enough. His grace is more than enough. As believers, we have been given enough grace. Just where is that grace located? It's inside of you. 24-7, that grace abides in you. Oh, glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 this time. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Look at this. Oh, greatness abides in you. Greatness abides in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Looking at verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? Glory to God. That's amazing favor. That's right. Amen. The Holy Spirit resides within you. Amen. You are His work office. <laughs> He's working in you. He has an office within you. He gets all messages directed to you and, sh and shares that with you. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Again, grace ensures that you have favor with God. Amen. And we have grace. All grace is, is 
there for us. Glory to God. My grace is sufficient for thee. Grace ensures you have favor with God. God has given you so much favor, he said, look what he said, Matthew chapter 7. Oh, look what he says here. Oh, we need to jump up and down. That favor of, the favor of God is upon us. Amen. Glory to God. There's so much favor in us. He said you can do this. Matthew chapter 7. Verse 7. This is how much he says his grace is upon you. Matthew 7 and 7. Ask and it shall be given unto you. That's grace. Seek and ye shall find. There's grace. Knock and it shall be opened unto thee. Glory to God for everyone that Asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Amen. That's grace. Anything you ask of the Lord, Amen. it's granted. Amen. That's favor. Okay, think about it. This is favor. Greater is he that lifts you up. Glory to God. So it's time for us to Come into agreement with God. Let's go to the book of Galatians one more time. Galatians chapter 22. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. There's no 22 there. Galatians chapter 5. This is the agreement. These are, we're going to look at some gifts that he's given us because of grace. Because he is the greater one. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. You have the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Glory to God. You have those. We have these. Glory to God. We need to be joyful. Look at the second one. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy! We ought to have joy bubbling out, bubbling over. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, how, how much running over? Well, let's go to Psalms. Familiar scripture. Psalms chapter 23. The Lord's my shepherd. Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 23. Looking at verse, twenty-three. Oh boy! No wonder I can't find it. It's in. I'm in. Stuck in Proverbs. <laughs> Be nice if I got the right address. Psalms twenty-three. In Psalms 23, look at verse 5. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord. Amen. Boy, I'm, I'm off again. I looked at 24. 23, okay, I've got it this time. Psalms 23, looking at verse 5. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. My cup runneth over. There's faith. 
That's favor running over. It's continuous. His favor is continuous. His greatness is so much that it flows overflowing continually. So your joy should be continual. We shouldn't go around like sad sack. We need to have joy. We need to enjoy the Lord. We need to enjoy his blessings. We need to enjoy the plan of salvation and redemption. We need to enjoy the Lord. It's overflowing. It should be overflowing. It should be bubbling. People have to say, what do you got? The greater ones within me, glory to God. God has a plan for our lives. Amen? Amen. So why shouldn't we go with it? Why be satisfied with anything less than God's plans? Since we're in Psalms, let's go to Psalms 46. Psalms 46. Glory to God. In Psalms 46... Verse 10, Psalms 46 and 10. God has a plan for your life. Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still and know I am God. Be still and know that I'm God. Quit worrying about things. Be still and know that I'm God. Well, We, have, we already know what Jeremiah chapter 20, 29 looks like, right? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know thy thoughts, I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not evil, to give you an expected end. An expected reward. Boy, that reward is going to be big. Amen. Heaven. Yes, amen. A reward to be with him for eternity. Wow. Amen. I know thy thoughts that I think towards you set the Lord thoughts of, of peace and not evil to give you an expected end reward. This is doing things God's way. His thoughts are towards us more than all the sands of the sea. His thoughts are more than that. I mean, you, you, you go home or you go, go to the beach today and just go there and pick up a handful of sand. And his thoughts are more than the handful that you have, but it that's, doesn't even account for all the sands of the sea. His thoughts are toward That's the greatness of God. Amen. And he does, I mean, you know, we start thinking about who we are, and we say, wow, we, I don't even amount to anything. But his thoughts are towards us more than all the sands of the sea. Boy, that's, that's love. That's great. He's seeing greatness in us. We may not see it, but he sees greatness in us. All the sands of the sea. He's thinking about you. His thoughts. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, we know what Philippians 4.19 says. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 
This is God's plan for our lives. Amen. Romans 12 and 3, we didn't look at that one, but we, God, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. God has given each person a measure of faith. You lack nothing. Amen. He says if your faith was the size of a grain of mustard seed, you could move mountains. And he's given us faith. Glory to God. Amen. We lack nothing. And then in Matthew, let's go to this one since we're looking at this. In Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Great things happen when you receive from the Lord. Matthew chapter 9. Greatness. God has a plan for your life. Matthew 29. I mean, Matthew 9, 29. And he touched their eyes saying, According to thy faith, be it unto you. We need to use our faith, exercise our faith, and develop our faith because nothing is impossible unto us. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, 11. Uh, pardon me, 13, 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and forever. His greatness, His greatness is in you. Amen. You lack nothing. We lack nothing. Oh, let's go to Psalms. Psalms 33 this time. Psalms 33. We lack nothing. He dwells within us. Psalms chapter 33, beginning in verse 6. By the word, Psalms 33, 6. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap, and laid them in the depths of storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe before him. For he spake it, and it was done. He commanded it, and it stood fast. Glory to God. God's word will not go void, but will accomplish that what he sent it. Amen. And you have him within you. The greater one is within you. Begin to speak his word out this morning, tonight, today. Amen. Greater is he. Jesus went to Calvary for you. He went to Calvary to make up, to make his greatness possible to us. He went to Calvary, paid the price to make his greatness possible to us. Glory to God. I am, he says, I am the great, and I give you divine faith. He gives his divine presence, for he lives not on the outside of you, but on the inside of you. Glory to God, that's greatness. Think about it. There should be a rumbling within our spirit. I mean, our spirit shouldn't be able to contain God. It should be yeah, we have to be bubbling over. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Look at this. Glory to God. We quote this sometimes. Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 8. 
Isaiah chapter 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For, verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than yours thoughts. Glory to God. His ways are better. Yes, amen. So that's why we need to adopt His ways. Going back to Romans chapter 1 and 2. We need to be transformed by His word because His ways are better. Amen. There's greatness in His ways. Amen. We need to esteem. God's not weak. But He gave us free choice. Each and every one of us. If we choose the wrong road, the road of the world, we lose out. If we doubt as a believer, if we doubt and have unbelief, we go into despair, oppression, and dismay, and it's our own doing. So we, we cannot doubt. Greater is he. He's the one who came to set us free. Glory to God. So great and powerful. It was his blood that set us free. Psalms, let me go again. Psalms 103. Look at Psalms 103. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Psalms 103. Oh, let's begin with verse 1. Psalms 103, begin with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless His holy name. Bless His greatness. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. What is His benefits? The promises that He's given us. Glory to God. Who forgiveth, here's the other thing, who forgiveth our iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Let it rumble. Glory to God. Going back to 1 John. 1 John, back to your Bible. Almost at the end. 1 John. Chapter 4. First John chapter 4, verse 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. Glory to God. Greater is he because he dwells in you for as a believer. The very first song we sang this morning, every praise is to our God. We need, we need to shout it out. Greater is he and the victory is mine. Amen. Great is he and the victory is mine. That's who you have. Amen. Glory to God. The greater one. Okay. Pretty close to time. Are you ready? How many recall what the quiz was this morning? Yes, last began last week. Nobody knows? 
But what was the question? Quiz time. Ahithophel. 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 First Corinthians, first uh, Chronicles, pardon me, chapter 27 and verse 33. Ahithophel was a renowned for his wisdom and his understanding. He faithfully served King David as a counselor. So Ahithophel was a counselor. Glory to God. Now, Elam was one of David's 30 mighty men. Elam was a son of Ahithophel. <laughs> okay. And you can find that in 2 Samuel chapter 23, verse, verse 34. It says that Ahithophel had a son named Elam. So this is getting, so we're, we're talking about who? Ahithophel. <laughs> okay. Okay, Ahithophel was known, or was in the know, I should say. And he knew of David's adultery with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah, one of David's army commanders. And David had Uriah killed in battle on purpose. And you remember all that. You know how sins find us out, okay? Now, listen, Bathsheba was the daughter of Elam. Elam's father was Ahithophel. Okay? So that means Ahithophel was Bathsheba's grandfather. Okay. Now, this sounds like a soap on TV. <laughs> If Hithel didn't like what he did, uh, what David did to Bathsheba or Uriah, so Hithel, <laughs> get his word out now, um, carried a grudge, a grudge against David for his lustful misconduct of Bathsheba and the murdering of her husband Uriah. When an opportunity came with Absalom's conspiracy to take over David's throne by killing David, Hithel took vengeance on David by joining forces with Absalom. Wow. When Absalom's plot failed, Ahithophel says, it's over. He went to his house and put his house in order and took his own life. Here was a man, Ahithophel, who was a counselor, who let bitterness contaminate his soul. Wow. Can't be like Ahithophel. Don't get them. Uh, Ahithophel allowed the root of bitterness to fester and become malignant, creating a vile, wicked, and hideous personality to be formed in him. You let bitterness stay in you, you're going to be you become vile and wicked. In Hebrews chapter, let's look at this one. In Hebrews chapter 12, we'll see something. In Hebrews chapter 12. In Hebrews chapter 12, looking at verse 14 and 15. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no, uh, which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God. What's grace? That favor. 
lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. What happened? Ahithophel had that bitterness. It went bad. Thereby many are defiled. Okay. Forgiveness, the word forgiveness is a verb. It's not a feeling. It is something you have to do, not something you feel or pray for. So Ahithophel should have gone to David and said, I know you did wrong, but I forgive you. Clean up your act. But he didn't do that. He took vengeance. Okay, you want to take vengeance. Okay. Are you ready for next week's quiz? Next week's um, Tamar. Tamar gave birth to twin sons. What were their names? And what was the purpose of the red thread? And who was their father? You'll find it all in Genesis chapter 38. You're going to have to read the whole thing because it's, it's through there. And this is an interesting one also. So glory to God. Think about it. Tamar gave birth to two twins, or two sons. Oh, you want a title for today? Finding Greatness. Finding Greatness is the title for today. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Finding greatness. Finding that greatness is embodied within us. Glory to God. Jump up and down. Shout. Okay. Don't forget. Okay, Father, we just thank you, Lord, as we receive our tithes and offerings. We praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that great and mighty things transpire and take place. We speak to ministering angels, Father God. Those financials, financial angels, Father God, bring in. The overflow, that anointing. You said to try you in this area, Father God. Prove you now. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, as we give our, tithe, give our, of our tithes and offerings, great blessings will flow as we have a covenant right with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we can all call it a day. <laughs>